Well, good morning or good afternoon or good day. Good middle of the night to some of you. Would people be listening to us in the middle of the night? That's insomnia at a whole new level. We're just... <laughs> what if that's how they go to sleep? That could be. What if you know, I Turn just can't go pastors. to sleep. Put those pastors no, on. Oh, can't I just count sheep? Don't do it! <laughs> that droning sound just... It does every time. Well, it's the laugh track. Love the pastors for some sleep, <laughs> sleepy time. Yeah, we don't say anything we're thinking about, and so people are like, I just could really get some rest right now. Listen, however we're helping you out there in digital land, internet world, all the stuff going on through the air, if we're helping you... The interweb. The interweb. <laughs> Snapface. Snapface. <laughs> Instachat. <laughs> Ah, uh, face snap. Hey, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I got a trivia question for you. For me or for our listeners? No, for you. No, really? this. No, okay. I thought you like this kind of stuff. I thought you would find this fun. Okay. Maybe I should do this every time. Maybe it should be a feature. Just Raj's trivia question. Trivia. Trivia. Are you going English now? Trivia. You've been watching Clarkson's Farm a little Clarkson's bit. Clarkson's Farm. Clarkson's Farm. Trivia. Blimey. He calls his girlfriend Lisa. Like I'm pretty sure it's Lisa. Not Lisa, but who knows? Okay, well, so hoping he's not. <laughs> no, 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 Trivia question number one. All right, trivia question. On this day, right, November fifteenth. So, no, it's a little different kind. Hang with me. Okay. So, um, came across the other day the list of the top twenty fast food restaurants in Alabama. So. I want you to try. Don't, don't worry about the order. The t- the top five, okay? See if see if you can give five. That see if you make the top five. One shocked me. Um, yeah. Top five, okay. Fast so, food because it's at Alabama. I'm going to throw this one in there. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't eat there. But Jacks. Okay. Now see, I did. Jacks is tied for third. Yeah. I had never. Not good. Been to Jack's. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Some people love Jack's, so. I had never been to Jack's before a week ago. I was visiting mom and dad, and they had a COVID lockdown. Nothing else to eat. So there wasn't a meal. You could, Normally, I'll eat a meal with them when I go visit them. Oh, they had at, a COVID lockdown at their Rosewood yeah, so they facility? Were, right. Okay. <clears throat> I don't like the word facility. Facility. Rosewood home. Rosewood. 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 Funeral home. <laughs> it does. It does have more of a funeral home sound. I think that's you've got to change that. So anyway, right around the corner, two blocks away, and I just went something close. Was a Jack's. I didn't. I didn't know what they served. So I ended up getting a hamburger and mashed potatoes. So it was kind of anyway. That's an interesting combination. Okay, but it? that's number three. That's tied. For, okay, so you've got one of the top five. Okay. So bing, 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 bing. I'm thinking McDonald's is big. Okay. Wendy's. These are fast. No, food. no, okay. Wendy's not in the top five, so McDonald's is number two. Jack's tied for number three. Uh, there's a Taco Bell on every corner. Taco Bell is number five, so you've got three. So you've only missed one. one. I feel like I'm in the college football playoffs thing right now. You've mi- you still haven't gotten the number one. Number one in Ala- this is in the state of Alabama. <laughs> yes, Bruce. <laughs> still in the state of Alabama. <laughs> uh, Popeyes. Nope. Bojangles. No. <laughs> You've <laughs> oh 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 Hardee's. Hardee's has got to be big. Oh, it's not in the top five. I mean, really? Hardee's is there. Yeah, right. That is around. fascinating. You're missing two. Okay, missing two. Oh wait, wait. I can do this. I'm very good at this. <laughs> I, I, 
Well, I know. Well, you're not, proving that. I know yes. it's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, no. Yeah. no did you know Jack serves chicken? That's an interesting thing. <laughs> well, they they when I went to Jack's, so I'd never been there before. So I'm looking at their menu, and really, it was like a Kentucky Fried with hamburgers. Yeah. Is Pizza Hut fast food? I don't even know. It is. Is it in the list? It's not in the top five. Well, forget I said it then. It's on the top twenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, fast food. I just don't eat enough fast food these days. One, you'll kick your. Well, I okay, no, oh, wait, no, no I'll get yeah. it. Give me a second. So you've got McDonald's, you've got Wendy's, you've got but Hardee's, Wendy's isn't it? you've got oh Arby's. No. <laughs> okay, this is an Alabama thing, isn't it? It's an Alabama thing. It's an Alabama tradition. One is one that probably. Fool, number, the number one one might fool a number of people, but it's not even close. I mean, the number one dwarfs McDonald's at number two. Okay. You have to By the way, your Chick-fil-A is 14. Yeah. I'm a Chick-fil-A guy, but that's... What is it? Uh, number one is Subway. <laughs> I would have never in a hundred million years... Oh, and it's yes. it's like two hundred more than McDonald's. No, so that's that's like one of my favorite places to eat. I even eat there like when I take groups to California. We eat at Subways. Okay, because it's something you like. Everyone likes, and you can't stop at a Chick Fil A in California because it'll take you eight hours. Okay. What I liked when I visited when Mom was in the that's hospital, they had a Subway in the hospital, and I had I didn't know their pizza was really good. They would just they you had these pizza. It, yeah. But you could, whatever ingredients, so they've got all this stuff. Right. You just say whatever you want on there. It was really good. They just, so it's all these fresh veggies. Subway. Yeah, anyways. So who was number four? Uh, tied for three with Jack's with Burger King. Burger King. Interesting. Yeah. So I'll, I'll eat, I like their little breakfast croissant every now and then. That's the only thing pretty much I'll eat at Burger King. Uh, I do like the Whopper. Well, the Whopper doesn't like me. It gives me lots of gas. <laughs> it's a real gassy burger, so I've just learned not to Well, I'm not... Don't want to really get in discussion what all these... But I love the idea that... What like, does Subway do to you, Bruce? Nothing. But it's like the Brazier burger. That was... That was... That was... Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Yeah. But I was, when I I was like listening that. to Clarkson's Farm, and they were talking about grilling something, they would say, you know, fire up the Brazier. But the Brazier. The Brazier. The Brazier. I'm like, oh. The Brazier. Yeah, that was from... That was... Yes, Dairy Queen, because you worked at a Dairy Queen. It was my second job. Your second at, job after Red Food Store. I worked at flipped hamburgers and, and then did you went soft to serve. Loveman, I did, and brought home really cool velour, <laughs> velour things with 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 V V neck velour. Was that Roger's weirdest season of his life? You, you read, now imagining Roger working in the men's clothing section. Okay. Of Loveman's department of any store. store. <laughs> no, this was your life. So Roger had his own room. I never had my own room. David never had his own room. But Roger Poor got thing. his own room. So he was the firstborn. He got his own room. He had a motorcycle. <laughs> Roger had a motorcycle. There was a, 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 there was a little stretch. CB100 motorcycle. <laughs> Something slightly that larger I, than a... I drove more than he did, as it turns out. He just didn't know uh, that. Unbeknownst to me. He would come home after church Bruce and go, was... why is my motorcycle ticking in the garage? <laughs> What's that burning smell? And it's smell? so hot. <laughs> so then you, this car, you understand, the, this motorcycle did not have a electric start and the kickstart didn't work. So you had to roll it down a hill That's right. to start it. That's right. So yes. you had to push it to the top of the driveway, and then go down the driveway, <laughs> pop the, the clutch, 
That's great fun. I forgot that. Yes. So he worked Red Food Store, and I followed him there. But by the time I got there, he was on his way out to Burke to to Dairy Queen. Moving on up, and then the Loveman's, the men's department at the Loveman's store, which is which is fashionable men's clothing. No, I would literally. I which, I learned which Roger for a little while wore some fashionable things. I did. It just didn't last. I just had to stay no, with him. I'm still wearing them. <laughs> that, that's the... Well, yeah, you're still wearing the stuff you bought at Loveman's forty years ago. So there's that. No, yes, that was just a very fascinating season of my life that I can't even How imagine. How long did you that. work at Red Food Store? Red Food. How many years? Red Food. Huh? I don't recall at all. So seven years there. Seven <coughs> years of my life at a food store. Isn't that wild? You moved around a lot more. Yeah. Your path was a little more like Zach's path. But it's funny because it's funny because of how old stuff gets to you, how quickly you get bored with things. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you stayed, that's actually an anomaly. The fact that you stayed with that that long because you liked, I've always liked trying new stuff and venturing out of new, even today. Here's what's interesting about me. I defy all stereotypes. So yeah, I move on to things quicker than some. Right. But I can't say quicker than most anymore. <laughs> you realize how many seven-year stints I've had at things? Which to me seems short. I'm comparing that to like our father who had a 45-year stint at the same <laughs> at organization. Profe- right, you know, yeah. Professor and, and all that. Sure. But this it was interesting. Seven years at uh, Red Food Store. Seven years at uh, Rocket City Community Church. Okay. Seven years at Westside Community Church. Say, okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know Pristine Auto. Pristine Auto Prince was not Dean, seven. Was that seven weeks? We didn't even get seven weeks. <laughs> Pristine Auto. Well, maybe it was seven weeks. That was less about I got tired of it and more that I ran out of money entirely. Uh, I only is that did called quick an print. unprofitable business? Yeah. I only did quick print two years. Only so two. Quick, yeah, so Quick Print and, quick. and Joyful Christian Ministries Incorporated were a seven-year stint that ran together. So two, I would have guessed longer at Quick yeah, Print. that was only there so two years. And then Joyful Woman, how long there? Joyful Christian Ministries, Raj. We don't call it Joyful Woman. I'll call it Joyful Woman if I want. Joyful Woman! Joyful Woman! Okay, I was at the Joyful Woman for <laughs> five years. Five years? Isn't that a long time? That is also so now fascinating. I, it's, it's, I, it's why I do so many women's conference and women's retreats now. It was. It's the only thing I know. That seed was germinated in that season, and it's <laughs> taken root now. Still, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. I was yeah. So interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So did you see the new college football playoff poll? Uh, it looked like the one the week before. <laughs> yeah. Unchanged. So now it's except LSU is. And USC, a two a two loss team is right behind. So you know what the odds of of LSU getting in are five percent, okay, which is fascinating. But I love LSU creeping up because I want LSU and Alabama to keep creeping up because it makes our strength of schedule the only the two teams we beat you know are in top ten. That's a good thing, right? That's a big plus. Uh, but yeah, if, unless Tennessee loses, it doesn't look like there's any way for them to stay out of the championship. Because like I was listening to ESPN radio this morning, and they were like, all right, really? Even if Ohio State loses, a one-loss Ohio State... Doesn't uh, have the resume. Let's say they beat Indiana. That was good. Rutgers. Right. So, I mean, no, when you go through the litany, the only team 
because even Illinois like on the way down. It looks like yep, nine and three gonna. Or, they're going down. They're going down. So yeah, I just don't. No, see the only this. quality win is Penn State. Yeah, I don't. The see only it. quality win Ohio State and Michigan have is Penn State. And the only team that beat Tennessee <sighs> was the number, number one, one team, team in the nation and the defending national championship and at the, Georgia. The consensus number one, right, on the road. Yeah. So yeah. I. So I feel very good about. So I'm, I'm making <laughs> Tennessee plans. just needs to finish their business. <laughs> yes, December 31st, I plan to be in Sevierville, Tennessee, watching the Tennessee game with Mark Booth. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I'm like, that's that's the game. I mean, that's the two. I don't know. I guess they're going to put us in Atlanta, you know, which will feel like a home game for Tennessee. I mean, it'll be a home game for Georgia if it's one and four. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm concerned about. The good news is. Another, but, another home game for Georgia. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Very likely you're going to have as many or more Tennessee fans there. Okay. Because Tennessee fans travel. Yeah, and the other one's like in the Fiesta Bowl, so I'm pretty sure that's going to be Ohio State and TCU. <laughs> I mean, if they win out, good for them. That's all I can say. Good. Yeah. A little bit like Cincinnati last year, but TCU has some quality wins. Yeah, you I, look I agree. At, they have some quality wins, and I think Kansas, they've got Kansas a conference State, championship. So they have a championship that they have to play. <coughs> so now, if they win out, now granted, they they might be playing Illinois or Iowa. <laughs> no, that, I'm sorry, that's in the Pac-10. That's in the Big Ten. No, they they might You're, play. All your uh, tens are messed up today. Well, they're tens and twelves. What, what is it? Baylor, yeah. possible. <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to think on that on the other side of the division. Or I don't. I don't know who's on the. Other, I don't track that division. Track you that. know, there's a reason you is don't. It Oklahoma State is. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, <clears throat> good times. Very excited about that. And then it could be Tennessee going to the big game. Yes. No. One and four. That'd be fascinating. Yeah. Rematch if they one. end up having a rematch with Georgia, I think that would be a good thing. Um. Fascinating, although it could be very interesting if that ended up being the championship game. Because if they slipped up, oh. if TCU loses, you know Ohio State or Michigan, one of them has to lose because they play each other. I think this weekend. Right. So if they ended up, oh, they're at three. They could end up playing Georgia for the national championship because two and three have to play each other. So you could right. get an Ohio State Tennessee matchup, which should be a lot of fun. Right. Um, if Georgia beats, then whoever ends up being in that fourth slot. Yeah, uh, who would would that be? Michigan with a one-loss Michigan team. Well, if USC wins out, they've got one loss, and that Pac-10. I mean, the Pac-12 has been better than. Better, yeah. It's got a number of ranked. You know, so if right. they were to win out, there's some speculation that um, you could have Georgia, USC, Tennessee, Ohio State. Right. That'd be fascinating. After watching TCU, I watched the whole game. After watching TCU in Texas last week, I don't mean any disrespect. <laughs> I don't see. I don't. I just don't see TCU beating any of the top top ten teams. Well, the thing is, they I were they, they were seven point underdogs to Texas, right? And they did manage. And they to... won a squeaker. But Roger, the first half, I think there was a total of three points scored. <laughs> I mean, it was a. Offensive juggernaut. <laughs> it reminds me of not the Broncos and the Patriots in the first oh, quarter. Gosh, like we don't yeah. start well. Just, I don't even want to. <laughs> we don't. Woo! Let's not even talk about Denver. Uh, my last thing that I will talk about, though, for the Patriots. Yeah. 
Okay. Interesting. So they have a winning record. Yeah. And they're alone in last place in their division at five and four. So, and they now have the seventh playoff position. Four teams from that division could go. Are, if the playoffs were today, all four teams in the division. And we thought it was going to be the AFC West. No, absolutely thought. And here's what's funny. You know, you and I watched the opening Miami uh-huh. Patriots yep. game. Here's what's so crazy. And you knew I was ticked that, about that. That game mattered. If they had won that game, they would be in first place in their division. Miami's in first place. If if the Patriots had wow. won that game, flip the script. But they're in fourth. Anyway, so it's so just you guys have to win a few more times. Fun. Denver yeah. has to win out. And we have the toughest. We have the toughest rated schedule from here on out. So it's not. Well, yeah. It turns out your division was very good. Division's very good, and then then we're playing some other. Anyway, shocker of the weekend. Actually, Monday night not is not the weekend, but the Washington Commanders brought him in <laughs> to Philadelphia's unbeaten streak. I did not see that. Which coming. I always kind of like because I like to protect the Patriots. Like Miami and the Patriots have had that one, yep. you know, season where undefeated you've gone year. undefeated. Um, but then you all lost in the Super Bowl. Kind of ruined the whole thing. Ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Was, so Miami's still the only team that went, ahead, went undefeated and won the Super Bowl. Right. That's just crazy. You'd think more teams would have done that. When I think about how many undefeated teams have won a national championship, a lot. In college. In yes, college. Right. But not in, not in, and that just shows you how good the pros are. How good the, Any team can beat any other team on right. any given side. It is, it is so hard. I yeah. mean, the, the odds of going Washington undefeated, period. Beat, yeah. beat Philadelphia. Just shocking. And they're the other division, NFC East. So they're five and five. And their last place, so AFC East and wow. NFC East both don't have a losing record in their divisions. So, speaking <clears throat> of last place. All right, last place. I, I finished the final pasture at the farm this weekend, the, getting it bush hogged. Okay, and I put some stuff on Facebook. You can see it out there. It's very fun. But if you if you look closely, you're going to see that the tractor I'm driving is six feet tall. Okay, but it's and no am, Lamborghini. It's not no. It's no Lamborghini. <laughs> but I am pushing over trees, mowing down trees that are six feet taller than the tractor, and literally twelve feet tall. I mean that that bottom pasture I don't think has been bush hogged in ten years. These are trees. It took forever. Because you can't just mow. It's not like just mowing. I mean, you got to put it in low and in first, and it's slow going. Because these trees have three-inch trunks on them. And you're just tearing those things out of the ground, cutting them. And now, is, is that just the back? There's nothing on the front that's doing anything? It's no. just... So the, the front end... So you run over this three-inch tree sapling or whatever. You kind of push it over, and then when the bush hog hits it... It just... It's, it's a lot of noise. It's already noisy up there, you know, with the tractor. And then when it hits the tree, it goes, bam, bam, whoosh, bam. Do you have earplugs? No, I should have earplugs. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, but it's like, I mean, it sounds like you're, oh, and I almost, I almost bush hogged a cast iron bathtub <laughs> that was apparently in the middle of this field. You couldn't you see it. You started to run over it. You said, whoa, I no, better. No, Roger, I actually drove essentially right next to it, like within inches of it. It was just outside right. my track, which is a good thing. And I'm like, man, I'm looking down because nothing grew through it. So it was a, it was a, yes, 
there was six foot tall stuff everywhere except that. I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, it's a dad gum bat. It was turned upside down, right. cast iron. But I used my six thousand seven hundred pound scoop on the front. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And oh, yeah. that's what I'm up. talking about. I picked up that bass scooped it up, scooped it up, which is all fun. <laughs> you have a little joystick around. that's doing all that. I am like Clarkson. I don't know what half the buttons do, <laughs> but I, I I can use the joystick. So up, down, and then you go right and left. Oh no, the front loader Opens is very much fun. You can do so much so stuff much. with it. Uh, well, it turns out you can push over trees with it. That <laughs> unless they're too big. I did run into one tree when I was doing a section on the edges. Because on the edges, this stuff's like 10 feet tall. So yeah. I'm trying to clear it out where you can have the fence line and all that. And at one point, I wasn't really watching. I went, bam, right into a tree. It was also fun on Clarkson's Farm. A, a prime. T- a, t- a TV show, yeah. yeah. Prime um, video show. Where he used that front loader to help get up a slick hill. We watched that, yeah. So I, it was a great idea. It was that, brilliant. In that low section, I realized there's a couple times we've got four-wheel drive tractor. But that, the one side's getting pretty boggy, and it did right. fine. But I'm like, oh, you could use this scoop and, and pull yourself, pull yourself forward. forward. I'm like, that is... that. Yeah, I, okay. I pointed so that for out to Marlena. Fine, and clarif- clarity. So how many total acres on your farm? 50 acres. Okay, 50 acres. was So that's an easy number to remember. Um, well, good for 50, me. It's actually 52, but I just call it 50. Okay, 50, 52 acres. Um, how many pastures, then? We have four pastures. So four pastures, and but we have th- about thirty acres are not even clear. So thirty acres of, of wood, I mean, basically woodland, wood, okay. and woodland and wetland. <clears throat> and when I say wetland, not a lot of wetland, but there is enough. There's a section there's on the more northeast yeah. corner. Well, Zach wants to do duck hunting there, and yeah, uh, his buddy Adam uh, has already <laughs> shot a bobcat and sh- sent, sent pictures. A bobcat, yeah. So we've got a huge coyote on the on the farm. <laughs> Are we telling Marlena about the Oh, yeah, the Marlena bobcat? saw the picture of the bobcat. <laughs> we have deer all over the place out there. Um, and there's... After this week, are there any fewer deer than there were? <laughs> nope, they were hunting uh, Monday morning early, but yeah. didn't get anything. Okay, didn't get anything. But, I mean, uh, they, they said <laughs> I had made a lot of noise the day before. <laughs> you stirred up the... <laughs> so, the deer were probably going, where there was... Because they probably roamed through that there's bottom some, pasture all the There's some tornado time. coming through here right. that scared the... <laughs> yeah, and apparently we have lots of little newts or something on the property. Because as I'm bush hogging, I'll see them what? running out of the brush. What's a newt? I don't know. It runs out in front of me. It's a, a little newt. It's a little ball. It looks like a guinea pig. It's about yay big. And it, it hops. A newt! A newt! Uh, but apparently I actually got a lot of newt homes. <laughs> well, don't, they're a protected species. Are you aware that? <laughs> the, I didn't kill any newts. <laughs> No newts were harmed in the bush hogging of this pasture. Yeah, but I felt bad for them as they ran, you know, as they fled their homelands as the bush hog came through. (laughs) (laughs) But what can you do? I mean, you gotta, you gotta clear the property. Yes, absolutely. It's one of those things. But great fun. So this may be something we can even talk about. So much of a connection to Grandpa Martin and the tractors on the farm because that's where we learned how to drive a tractor. I realize even. The comfort that I feel on a tractor has a lot to do with he was teaching us to drive big giant tractors when we were eight, nine, and ten years old. So, just crazy. For context, when we were kids, <clears throat> when the pastors were kids, um, we would go sometimes weeks at a time in the summer. Yep. To the farm in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and our granddad Martin ran the farm. 
tiny, actually. Tiny farm, only 40 acres. <laughs> little thing. <laughs> little thing. But cattle, uh, some donk some mules, um, horses. A pond on the second pasture. And an old cabin. But we, but yes, Civil we, War supply we've line. talked about it, but we grew up. There's something about the machinery. What did he call um, well, he had the mowing machine. Of course, that was the, the, the Well, the I, I could hear mower, his but... voice several times because we never had a bush hog on Grandpa's farm because he would use the mowing machine right. versus a bush hog. But I remember him telling me, and I could just hear it in my head as I'm bush hogging, you got to watch yourself with that thing. It's not a play pretty. Cut you clean in half. <laughs> I'm like, well, why are you putting an eight-year-old on a machinery <laughs> that could cut him clean in half, he, in his words? He had no fear. Uh-uh. And it was good for us. It was very good for us. That was just I a wondered, really... Because the bush hog is so sturdy, you can stand on it and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I wonder if you'd let us ride on the bush hog. <laughs> you couldn't let David, because David would walk <laughs> off the front end. No, but what you've talked about, even with the rake, the hay, the hay rake, rake... We would sit on the back of that. That That, that is... With tines, huge tines yes. that are turning like this. That are Anyone who knows what a hay rake is knows that... You don't sit on the back of That was of a it. form of child abuse. <laughs> it oh. would not be... It would be frowned on today, I think. <laughs> so, yes, I thought of, I probably need to build a sled out there now. Yes. Because this is, you don't, have to, have wagons. Sled. You don't have to have wagons on farms, it turns out. You just build a sled, a giant wooden sled. This was probably five foot by eight foot, six by eight, something like six that. Six by eight, thing. probably, yeah. And a giant Made chain. Made out of yeah, two by sixes, big two by eights. Stuff. It was, yeah. It was very big, but he, you could use it for everything. Right. It turns your tractor into a dump loader. You could pick up stuff. You could carry, he carried grandkids on it. But he used it to pull stuff all around the farm. No, he was... De Grandpa was very... Um, just tons of ingenuity. Just, mm -hmm. I'm going to try... So, I'll, of course, he could fix anything. We we, we, was, we were always fascinated by that. But, but the shit... Pardon me. The sled was just... That was one expression of... I'm going to try something. I'm going to yeah. make... Make something anyway. So this that was the far, farm life, farm living. Um, this is the life for me. Grew us up, man. That was that was. Um, so it made me think about what are other things in our lives that connect us to the past. So one of the things that I'm enjoying right now, surprisingly, is the trains. So we live on 80th <laughs> Street now, right next to Roger and Joy. For context, in a tiny 850 square foot house, which is. <laughs> Quite small to us. We're still trying to. I, cooking in that kitchen still feels very claustrophobic to me. I'm like, I just, I don't have room. I just don't have room. I'm just like, yeah, it's very, very tiny. But I love morning and night the trains running. Yeah. And for me, it's just very comforting. And it, again, trains have always connected me to this <coughs> bygone era, like Civil War times, like way back when there was trains. But I love. Tra it's such a cool form of transportation and they're so dadgum big and heavy that the whole neighborhood vibrates yeah. when they're coming through and I just love it. Other people might hate it, but I just like, that's just so cool. It's a connection to the past. And that in particular because it's fascinating because it is it's a technology that, well, it has evolved at some level. I thought it'd be gone by now. Right. It's one of those things you would think Right. and it so in the earliest days, of you think about interstate transport, it was the lead edge technology. Right. Well, You're talking about yeah. getting goods from the east to the west when you end up having the railway and they finally joined it together. Right. 
and and you had from east to west connected by train, you would have thought, like the we know the early technologies are the ones that get phased out, and the newer technologies replace them. Replace them. The train has never been replaced. Uh-uh. That's very interesting. It's fascinating. That's why I want to do a train trip at some point with Marlena, just because I love the. I mean, I'm in a long one, like you know, three or four days, right. where you're seeing a whole <clears throat> section of the country. We should and, do that. No, I just think it'd be a no, blast. No, we should do an Amtrak. Yes, let's set it up for the girls. No, we should do that because no, I, I agree. I think that would just be. It's a whole different way of travel. You're not right. in a hurry. Yep. That's for sure. Lots of stops. Um, you're not in control. Nope. It's not you or me driving, which we like to have that steering wheel in our hands, but you're letting somebody else. We're letting someone else drive? <laughs> I don't think I've thought through this quite, quite enough. Me... <laughs> I'm not even sure you know what a train is, Bruce. <laughs> Pretty sure you've never been allowed in the cockpit of a nope. plane you were going to travel on. <laughs> no, I've been in the cockpit of a train before, though. That yes. was traveling. I think I did that at the Chattanooga Railroad Museum. <laughs> You remember those days? Does not count. <laughs> yes, they would let you in. They would drive. You were in there. Okay, Mr. Bruce, you, you were, can get up on the. <laughs> you were in there, and it was moving, and you were tra- You were driving the train with I, a series of levers. I, I think that was a circus ride. <laughs> but think about it, driving a train. You're driving the train, Bruce. Are you ever, think about it. Are you ever really driving a train? I mean, it's not like it's got a steering wheel. <laughs> if, if can you imagine if a train could just steer right off the tracks anytime it wanted and just start shooting down the roadway? That would be a real problem. Maybe it's another reason why that technology has lasted so long, is you can't really screw it up. Well, well, you can. I do, because I, I learned from another person in the last month. That, How can you uh, screw up a train ride? Well, the train tracks have to be constantly monitored by, there's people that have like resonance imaging and whatnot, and so they're in the trucks. Have you seen the trucks that are on the tracks? Yes. That have truck wheels, and then the truck then wheels they go have, up and yep. they drop down. Well, they come down is, our they come down our street from time okay. to time. They, they're doing imaging, yeah. So they're looking for any fractures or cracks in that thing, and when they get one, they like GPS record it, and then another team has to come out and, and repair, repair it, yeah. like you know welding or whatever has to happen to make right. sure that, that that crack doesn't become a break or it's like that is just fascinating. I never thought about. it. I'm like, yeah, you'd have to maintain those things all the time. Right. But it's the other thing about the, that technology, <laughs> a little bit like. What's going to happen when everything goes wireless? What are we going to do with all these wires? We're There's already wires. running into that. <laughs> We're already running into it. There's wires everywhere. But I was like, even at the uh, like the Plainview house, I was taking pictures of the inside, getting it ready to rent, and I was like, "There's like a big giant cable that's in the right. that's in the living room." I'm like, is anyone ever going to use? It? Right. Is anyone ever going back to cable? All these wires, right? I mean, we've got Google Fiber that just comes into the house on a wire, right? But then once it's in your house, it's just free right. range. Right. You don't have to plug anything in. It's just fascinating. So, but, but you'd have train tracks, I guess, hundreds of thousands of miles of train tracks all right. over the United States. What, are you going to pick those up? Well, we even have some now that are no longer in use. Right. I, I remember that every time I crossed that one on Governor's Drive. Yeah, so there are a few that you have right. that are, are never... And you've seen fun things done with them, whether it's a museum or a diner or... Some other different kinds of things. <laughs> you checking out our comments here? I am. I loved it. Anyone? Thankfully, they're not telling us we have no sound. <laughs> oh, he says, if your tractor has a joystick, it isn't really a tractor. Well, welcome <laughs> to the 90s, Mr. Banks. Okay? Tractors have joysticks now. 
In addition to throttles and all that other stuff. So that making me feel like with our with our emerging generation, this feels more like a a video game. No, I now guess you're so. right. I wonder when cars are going to have joysticks. Don't tell me they already have them. Not that I know of. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ooh, I want to go right a joystick. <laughs> no, okay. I will tell you this: the, the hardest piece of machinery to drive for me thus far has been the zero turn mower. I almost killed myself the first time I took it out. I actually mowed a section of, of fence. Were you renting one? You... No, I bought one for, for out at the farm. You have a zero turn mower? On the farm. And Roger, trying to drive that thing, there's no brakes. There's no law on the land. I just want a brake where you can stop, but you can't stop. You just pull back, but you can't pull back far because if you pull back too much, it not only breaks, it starts going backwards. And then if and if you get just slightly <laughs> off, you'll start spinning, and you can't stop it because there's not a brake. I'm like, what? Is, this right. isn't the oversight of the century. I'm gonna get Marlena to take a just video put of a you. Break the on next it. time you get on that thing, I have to see this. No, I literally mowed a piece of barbed wire fence because I went. <laughs> I turned into it, just shot into it, and I was like, what? what? Uh, Someone got a hold of the joystick. Yeah, no joystick, just two. I'm like a steering wheel would have been nice on that. Couldn't they create a, a zero turn mower with a with a steering wheel? I don't know, but that's. And I've seen those mowers with the handles on them. Yeah, that's what that, that's what that's, that's what a zero that's, turn that's, is. Okay. So imagine. So if you want to go left, you have to push on the right one forward and slightly, potentially slightly back. Now if you go too far back, you're gonna spin. <laughs> you're gonna keep spinning. Throw you off that baby. If you want to just a slight turn, you keep this hand steady and then you just move the other hand forward a little bit. Now, if it throws you, just like the thing shut off, is that what, how it does? That, well, I don't know. It's got a giant roll bar, so when you do flip it, because apparently that's it's what got you're a roll do. bar. Yeah, you're gonna flip it, <laughs> and a seatbelt. Because <laughs> think about it, a roll bar wouldn't be particularly helpful unless you had a seatbelt. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a three John Deere family you... right now. I've got a John Deere riding mower, a John Deere zero turn, and the John Deere. So you have three properties. You got three mowers. None of them a Lamborghini. No. Um, okay. Great fun. No, yes, your life seems you got all these powerful equipment. Like I've got, I've got a power drill. I, I've got a sawzall. You got a bunch of power drills now. I upgraded Roger to a bunch of. Well, I can't say it's really an upgrade. I gave him an eighteen volt set of Dewalt cordless. Yes, thank you. And saws and saws <laughs> and circular saws and whatnot. Yeah. So um, shouldn't we be talking about something important? <laughs> Well, you know, these things God gave us to richly to enjoy, farms and equipment and family and trains, and it is these fun. aren't unspiritual. I agree. But I just thought maybe... <laughs> we should be talking about... We should be talking about something else. <laughs> something. Well, I had a little insight. Um, I'll tell you a translation of a Bible passage that I came up there with. There you go. In the last 10 minutes, we're going to get The there, last people. 10 minutes, right. We're going right. to... Here we go. This is where we're going to talk about Jesus. And, of course, obviously, Jesus is important. <laughs> yes. But he's behind the farm. He's behind the equipment. He's behind all this stuff. Anyway. Like literally behind it? <laughs> behind the chainsaws? I don't really want him. <laughs> Listen, if Jesus is behind you, yeah. you need to switch places. Right. That, that can be... Yeah. That we can just do our ditty right well, now. When you're backing like, up the when you're backing up the bush hog, you don't want anything behind right. you. Let me just tell you that right now. Listen, you want Jesus ahead of you, <laughs> at worst beside you, but you do not. Well, you, you do say, not want. You do not want to be doing like Peter 
Hey, I'm going to lead the way here now, Jesus. You follow me. It's bumper sticker theology. So for I'm a while, gonna... there was a Jesus is my co-pilot. And then, then there was the new bumper sticker that outdid that one. If Jesus is your co-pilot, you're in the wrong seat. You're in the wrong seat. I'm just imagining Peter when he was saying, you know that whole Messiah thing? Listen, I'm going to show you the right way on that. You just stay stay back there. I'll be your marketing guy. I'll guide okay? you I'll to the your, right. I'll be your promotion guy. So you were going to say something about a translation. No, John 15. Yeah. But just think about this. So John 15, there's this point where Jesus says, remain in me. Remain in me. He says, you know, uh, just as the Father yep. has loved me, I have loved you. Remain in my, remain love. In my love. Remain in my love. Just as I have remained in my Father's love and the Father has loved me. So I was thinking about that phrase, what does it mean to remain in my love? And so, you know, then he says, um, if you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. I was thinking, okay, like, like one idea of that could be, oh, okay, if we obey, God will love us. We're, we'll remain in his love. But I realized, here was the translation that came up. Remain in my love. Another way of putting that is let me love you. Yep. In other words... Obeying my commandments is not a, okay. If you obey my commands, all right. Now I'm going to love you back. No, if you obey my commands, you're letting me love you. If, because all of God's yeah, all good. of God's commands, it's how it's different than I. So when I've had control, for me, commands get mixed up. Sometimes it's for the benefit of the others, but a lot of times it's for the benefit of me. Sure, it's I'm all giving, about Roger. It's about Roger's brand, Roger's control. I can remember the times when I want. Even when we're kids, I want to be in charge because I get to tell people what to do. It was about me, but God's commands. The only time He ever gives commands, it's always out of love for us. And when we obey yeah. them, we are letting Him love us. In other words, so I was just thinking that literally the dilemma we're dealing with when I'm deciding whether or not to obey something, to forgive, yeah. to um, believe the best about um, to be kind, to be patient, to accept someone, accept someone, to serve, to serve, yeah, give whatever. If I'm wrestling with that, because sometimes I don't feel like that, what I'm really wrestling: Am I going to let God love me? Am I going to remain in His love? Because here's when I step out, when I say, "Oh, I'm not going to follow this command," yeah, I'm stepping out of the love of God. In other words, I'm not letting Him love me. It doesn't. It doesn't change. He still loves me dearly, but if I'm ignoring him, if I'm ignoring God, I'm not letting him love me. Yeah, and it's, and it's something I've been teaching for years about. Were you, oh, you, I you've already to, been on this? Oh. Well, no, I'm reading through John at the same time right now. I'm only through chapter 9 right now. Yeah. But it's that whole thing of, I, I said for years, my, my understanding was, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Then the Father will love you, and, and we'll make our home with you and all that. And I was like, all right. So my understanding was, I was the source of love. So I had to love God. Okay, the way that I did that was by keeping His commands. So I'm right. going to prove God how much I love Him by keeping His commands. And then as a byproduct of that, God's going to love me. Love me. Right. And, I, and so I, I grew up in that kind of understanding. And then <clears throat> somewhere around 2001, when I had my own struggle with keeping the commands of Jesus. <laughs> Wait, like, you only had one season of struggle? <laughs> well, I'm just saying it was a significant struggle. Okay, And I'm like, I can't seem to do the right thing here. Right. I want to do the right thing. I can't seem yeah. to do the right thing. <laughs> then I'm watching it up a lot. Right. I'm messing it up a lot. I can't, I can't realize. No, 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 no. It's, it's God is first love. 
we only love him. John goes on later later on in first, second, and third John to talk about the only reason we love God is because he first loved us. God initiated this whole thing. And he said in John uh, 3.12, I think, first John 3.12, he says, we know and rely on the love that God has for us. So for me, remaining in God's love is remaining in this. I am the beloved. Whether I keep the command or not, I'm the, I'm the beloved. What you're bringing out is a beautiful part of how this works out in yeah. real life. But because I'm loved, what it frees me to do is love myself. And it's this beautiful way. I and I I do. I love who God's made me to be. Yeah. It frees me to love others. And isn't that what keeping the command of Christ is? I want you to love others as I have loved yeah. you. And so it's this, I'm remaining in the love of God. Uh, when I think of that word remain, stay, abide, the way it's translated. Yeah, abide, yep. The way I teach it on the trail is stay where you are. And I talk about what's home on the trail. And you'll hear this this weekend. Roger's going on a backpacking trip with me this weekend. It's going to be 21 degrees. Yay. Yay. But what I teach people is when you get lost at some point, you're you're off the trail. You're lost. Panic tells you to just keep walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just over the next hill. Or it's just, or I recognize that and you want to move. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have to go. I'm not lost. I'm right here. And this is home. You know, and you set your backpack this down right there. This is what I know there. right now. Okay. Yeah. I know this is home because if you lose that sen- sense of where you are right now, you're going to get really lost. And people have died literally 200 feet from the trail because they, they were wandering around. And so you go from that point, you, you'll, you'll hike backwards 50 yards, keeping that point in your uh, you know, eye line the whole time. If you don't find a trail, you come back to it. This is home. I'm not lost. And you go back in multiple ways. The, the whole thing being, that's always home. And for me, the parallel is, that's always the love of God. But that's always my eye line. No matter how much I struggle in whatever realm, because I'll get off the path sometimes. Yeah. But I know, nope, God loves me. That's that's home. So I tell people, stay where you are. To, to stay in the love of God just means every day I have to live in that space. Because humanly speaking, with the struggles that I have in my mind and the struggles that I have in my lifestyle, I'm like, I don't always love God. And I, maybe maybe God doesn't love me either. Maybe he's really disappointed. Maybe I mean, I have those thoughts. I know that's not true cognitively, but I have. I mean, maybe it's more a feeling. I have those right. feelings, you know. I get it if I get it if I can't be a part of God's kingdom. I'm just such a disaster sometimes. Well, but the reality is, I come back to it. But no, God loves me. He loves me deeply in all of this, and that actually stirs right behavior. It right. stirs. I want to love others well again. I want to serve others. I want to care for others. I want to forgive others. Well, loving people, and this is that tension. Loving, pe- loving God, um, obeying God's commands is a way of loving. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. So yeah. that part is true. It's where we take that that can get unhealthy. In other words, it is true that keeping God's commands is a way of loving him. But we invariably turn that into trying to get him to love us back. And his love. Where right. we think obeying his commands this is what I'm looking to speak into here is obeying his commands is a way of securing his love. That it's yeah. a way of, no, that love, the, what you're talking about, that place that does not change, his yes. love doesn't change. My actions aren't earning anything. They aren't, it's where that even sometimes we're, we're, we're tuned into, I don't want to piss God off. I don't want to tick him. I don't want to, I don't want his displeasure. Whether we're out thinking, about the things that give him joy, the things that give him delight, that where I'm actually, I'm not earning anything. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, that's as secure. Because even, because I love what Jesus said when he said, just as I 
just as I keep the Father's commands and remain in his love. Yeah. There's no point at which Jesus yeah. is trying to keep the Father loving him. Right. I've got to do this. Yeah, I've got to do this. The Father will love me. Right. So there's no, but we're in the same, because that's the fascinating thing. He keeps comparing the love of the Father and the Son to his love for us. We're I, we're I, as secure we are as secure in the love of the Father as Jesus, as Jesus is. is, and that's the staggering thing that we it's could have spent the entire podcast yes. on because that's so important. This idea that God loves me as He loves Jesus—that is hard for me to wrap yeah. my head around. But Jesus almost uses that nesting term. But you have to understand how it works. I'm in the Father, and you're in me. And then when I leave, I'm gonna put the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. It's like it's like God is. Connected with us like in four different ways. It's like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit right. are now woven into us, and we remain in that. And we can't be. T- and I just love that. Right. He's in us, and we're in Him, and we're in Him. Right. It's this. It's, it's just a this God concept that we can't even wrap right. our head around. We're like, you can't be in something and have it in you at the same time. Which is this little pointer to, to me again. Bible's not simply this man-made book. This that's not, that's not an idea that right. we that, come that, up that with. That others come up with. Right. That we. It's it's. Too staggeringly beautiful and powerful uh, when you think about God. So, so can, what does it look like as we finish to 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 not let God love you? Is that when I'm in the earning thing? When I'm on the treadmill of earning, I'm not actually letting God love me. Well, that could be it. But also, when I decide to go my own way. In other words, the prodigal leaves the home. The father desperately wants to love. He's just not. He's not letting the father love him till he comes back home. Yeah, and the father never, never didn't love no. him in the process. No, he's yeah. looking. He can't wait. He can't. So the, the the one piece of it is what you just said, but the other piece is where I'm also. And and the, you even look at the elder brother. There's a point where he won't let the father love him at the end. The elder yes. brother, the younger brother's letting him. The older, because so are we. When I decide, always like sheep have gone astray, when I decide I'm going to do my own thing, it's like the sheep, I'm he- heading out on my own here. I'm going to get outside the fold. jump over the wall. The Turns wh- out sheep can jump. <laughs> I love that. They, I know, they are. They're jumpers. Like this, like boom, boom. They're like, jumpers. <laughs> yeah, it's the darndest thing. Um, but it's like, it's that comedy of, I want my freedom, but I'm stepping out of, if I, I know better than the shepherd, I know better than the father, I know better than God. Well, now, I'm not. I know better than the parent. I... And and Roger, right? Both both the older brother and the younger son at different points refused to let the father love right. him. Right. So at the time that the younger son finally let the father love him with the big party, the elder son refused to let the father love him in the same moment. Right. Absolutely not. And the love the, for the prodigal son, the younger, that it it was, like we're talking, is staggering. Yeah, I mean, it was just incredible love. It just, in fact, it was so. Un- yeah, you're still going to get the coat of many colors. You're still going to get right. the, the the sign of the beloved. You're going to get the ring, ring right. the family ring, the right. signet ring. You're going to get the, you're going to get all the things. Um, and he's still there. Has to let that. He has to trust that, because we've talked about this. Isn't that the? It isn't sometimes the magnanimity of grace hard to. It just doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem fair. Right. Absolutely right. It, that, it feels like God should reject me. It that's, feels and that's what I'm like. talking about, the feeling yes. that I've had before. It just feels yes. like, no, there's no reason that God should keep me in the game. And we have to keep be re- reminded 
No, he loves us dearly. We've just got to let him love. Let God love you. Obey so you don't get in God's way of loving you. That was terrible. <laughs> it that wasn't was one of my finest. genuinely <laughs> awful. We're going to end it there because... You're, you're, you're not going to try and... You can, no. This is your moment. There's anything north of that. No. <laughs> Bruce is saying, shut her down. <laughs> <laughs>